Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents and carers. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Today, we're revisiting one of our favourite interviews from the archive. I hope you enjoy it. Homework is the bane of my existence, and it's been a long time since I had any of my own. I am, of course, talking about my daughter's homework. It's a real challenge to find time to do it between two working parents and a child who can't stand it. So is homework worth all the chaos it creates? Dr. Justin Coulson is a parenting expert and he's got some ideas on this topic. Hi, Justin. How are you? So nice to talk to you, Siobhan. Now, back in 2013, you wrote a letter to your children's school teachers about homework uh, and then you said you, and then you sent it to them every year. Since then, what was in this letter? Well, basically, I, I thank the teachers for being so dedicated. Teachers have got a hard job, and I really appreciate the work that they do. So I wanted them to know that I'm on their side. I, I'm grateful for them. And then I very politely explained that um, my children don't do homework, uh, and I don't want them to do homework. And if they're asked to do homework, uh, they'll be going to school with it undone, with a pol- polite refusal note from me. Uh, because in our family, while our kids are in primary school, they don't do homework. Okay, now we're going to get to um, why you have decided to do this, but what was the reception like from the teachers? Yeah, so um, you mentioned 2013. I think I've actually been doing it for a little bit longer. I think the first one that I ever did was 2007, but then I put it on the internet in 2013. Wow. Uh, and I've updated it a few right. times since then. But yeah, over, over the last, and bear in mind, I've got six kids who are at school. So, mm-hmm. so you can imagine I've sent this to a lot of <laughs> teachers over the years. Um, uh, my oldest has finished school and, you know, I've, I've, I've had six kids go through primary school now. Um, and, and the reception has almost always been extraordinarily positive. I've had one or two teachers who have really been upset about it. And one teacher who actually said, well, if they're not going to do their homework at home, they can do it at school during lunch hour. And I, um, I, I, oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I let them know that we could have a chat with the principal if that was the case, because my children running around and having time with their friends is far more important than them losing out on lunch, so that they can do an unnecessary task that doesn't have any impact on their uh, academic outcomes. And that teacher uh, ended up coming around to my way of thinking, or at least decided to um, to, to let my kids off the hook with their homework. <laughs> uh, and I think you just touched on what you see uh, is is essentially wrong with giving kids homework in primary school. But can you talk us through how you came to the decision that you were just going to say, look, no homework for you guys while you're in primary? Sure. In a nutshell, uh, while I was working at university, because uh, I used to be a university lecturer and researcher, uh, I came across a whole lot of research around homework but I couldn't find anything that really showed that homework was making a a difference in a positive sense. I began to see that some evidence showed that homework was actually having a negative impact, though, and that children at best end up no better off, but quite often end up worse off because they're doing what what I call busy work or homework. You know, it's the worksheet that you've got to fill out or it's the the reading wheel that you've got to colour in or anything like that. Now, I, I do want to talk about reading a little bit later because reading really is important. But I don't call that homework. I'm talking about all the other stuff that kids have got to do for homework. And, and, and you know, the, the very short version, Siobhan, is there's not a shred of credible evidence to support homework in primary school. Kids do not end up better off academically or in any other way because of homework. So when it comes to high school, though, you see a role for it there, just not in primary school? That's exactly right. So the data shows that once the kids are in about grade eight-ish, 
Uh, homework starts to play an important role in their academic outcomes, and they should be doing about an hour a night or thereabouts um, so that they can keep up to date, stay up on top of things, and, and do well as a student. But in primary school, no evidence for it. And there's a handful of other reasons as well, and I outlined this in my letter. Like, you can Google the letter. Just search my name and homework letter, and it'll come up. Uh, but, but in a nutshell, what I said was, number one, there's no evidence to support homework for kids in primary school. It's bad for their learning, not good for it. Number two, um, we've got a busy life. We've got a busy family. You know, um, you mentioned in your intro comments, you've got two parents working, or even if one parent is lucky enough to be at home working uh, for the family instead of uh, earning, earning the dough, um, you know, there's, there's kids to look after, there's houses to clean. <laughs> There's dinners to cook. Um, there's extracurricular activities to run around to. Like it's just a, it's a massive burden. And number three, uh, it, it's kind of like this. Um, you know, the kids have been at work all day when they're at school, and then they come home and we make them do a couple of hours of overtime or even twenty or thirty minutes of overtime. Mm. It just doesn't seem fair that they'd have to pull a second shift. And, and number four. I want them to have a whole childhood. So I want them to be able to go to their dance classes or their netball practice or their, um, their music lessons or their art class or whatever it is that you decide that is important for your children to live an enriched life. Uh, and homework gets in the way of all of that. It adds so much unnecessary stress. I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look up that letter. Um, talk to me about reading, though. Um, you mentioned that it's kind of in a different category for you. It's not necessarily homework. Lots of parents will be currently going through the pain that is home readers and um, the very boring and uh, slow process it can be. The stories themselves aren't that interesting and children can find it really challenging. Where does reading sit in all of this for you? The research tells us very, very clearly that one of the best predictors of our children doing well academically is to read and that they should read every single day and they should read with us. Um, I'll talk about the, how sucky those home readers are in just a sec, but, <laughs> but first, a couple of points on reading that I think are really important. Number one, the evidence shows that the sooner you start reading to your child, the more likely it is that they'll love reading. I recommend starting when they're about, uh, I don't know, three or four hours old and they've just had their first sleep. <laughs> when they wake up, read them a book. Don't worry if they can't understand. They want to hear your voice. See, reading isn't just about reading when our children are young. For the first five or six years, reading is actually about bonding and connecting. It's about sharing stories and narratives. It's about being close and learning about people. It's about helping our kids to understand emotions and other people's uh, internal worlds. And so what we really want to do in those first five or six years is just read to them. When you read to your kids, you should always read slower than you think. We tend to read a little bit too fast quite often, and, and the evidence shows that we need to read a little bit slower. We should pause and ask them questions about what we're reading. We can ask them questions about comprehension, but it's even better to ask them questions about feelings. How did that character feel when that happened? What would you do if that happened to you? How would you respond if that happened to your friend? And so we're trying to help them to develop empathy and perspective. That's the powerful, powerful way to, to, to read to your kids while they're younger. Now, in Australia, we tend to teach our kids to read from around about the age of five or thereabouts. Every now and again, I run across a parent, usually in an inner suburb of a capital city, who really wants their children to be ahead of the curve. They want them to be the number one reader in kindergarten because that's just so important, obviously. And so they're paying for <laughs> tutoring for their three and four-year-olds to learn to read and write before they get to school so that they can 
you know, be ahead of the curve wow. so that they can be, be the top of the class. There's no evidence to support that this is going to be helpful, and there is evidence to show that this is not uh, th- th- this is actually harmful for our kids' learning. Um, I, I would really mm-hmm. strongly r- recommend slowing this process down. Let your kids play. Let them be kids. The, this, this, uh, the, the nations that do best on international comparisons academically um, don't usually start teaching their kids to read until around six or seven. And so we don't need to hurry mm. this up. We're starting early enough as it is in Australia at about the age of five. Now, if your child is um, wanting to read, then of course encourage it. But but don't force it onto them and don't push them hard. Just let them love it. The last thing I'll mention quickly about reading, because we could talk about it all day, is uh, once, they, <laughs> once they start reading, don't make them read a certain number of pages because then it feels like a chore. And don't make them read a certain number of uh, minutes. Do you, I don't know if you ever learned a musical instrument when you were a kid and mum would say, you go and practice that piano for 25 minutes. And you sit there watching the clock, just dying for the 25 <laughs> minutes to be over. But, but it's so different when, when mum says, it's been a while since I've heard you playing the piano. Why don't you go and see where you're up to with that? And then you kind of lose yourself in it. You're not doing it for the time. You're just doing it for the joy. And, 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 and it's a totally different experience. Same thing with reading. No, no, no minimum number of pages, no minimum number of minutes. Just go and read. Even when they can read, continue to read with them as well. It's just, it's so important for the relationship. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, my kids just don't like reading, my response to that is you just haven't found the right books. Yes, speaking of the right books, is there a concerted conspiracy to bore the pants off parents with those home readers? Yeah, look, they're all about repetition. They're about um, just getting the kids familiar with the words and seeing the words again and again and again. They are boring. While kids are intrinsically motivated to read, just get them reading whatever you can, including the home readers. But once they're actually reading a little bit more, get them to do the home readers because that's what the school wants to see them doing, but start to supplement that with books that they are interested in. Take them down to the library. That way you don't have to fork out your own cash. Or go to the bookstore and pick up a couple of books that they really want and sit there and read with them, help them to develop it. The home readers are terrible. Let's face it, it's very, very unusual to find a great home reader. (laughs) But, you know, if we're real about it, it's kind of hard to find a book that a a five-year-old is going to be able to read. Now, this brings me back to one more thing, Mm -hmm. and that is sight words and reading lists or sight words and spelling lists. I, I, I know what I've said about homework sounds really hardcore, but I, I do want to just put a little plug in. I reckon there's value in doing those sight words. I reckon there's value in doing those spelling lists. Um, but they don't tend to take a lot of time. They're not onerous on parents. And it helps our kids to learn to love to read more. If it's causing friction and dramas, just get them reading. That's actually what matters most. But this can be a helpful supplement. And I, I don't think that we should be sort of turning around and saying, oh, no, no, we're not going to do that. Mm. And there's fun ways of doing that too. Well, Justin, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for talking to us about homework. We're totally on board with that. Great to chat with you, Siobhan. Thanks for chat. That was Dr. Justin Coulson. Justin has his own podcast called Dr. Justin Coulson's Happy Families. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts. He also has penned his own books and written far and wide on all things parenting. Just look in the description notes of this episode and we'll put everything you need to find out more about Justin's work. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. 
I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.